0: These are my one St. Thomas flows. Me, my n- and some Madonna hole They look just like virgins, but trust they down to go. Yeah, discussing life and all our common goals. Small kids that smoke weed on a road. Look how the champagne diamonds glow. Find down and pour another glass when the wine is low. I'm in the crib stacking money from here to the ceiling. Whatever it is I got is clearly appealing. These other rappers getting that inferior feeling. I hope you feel it in your soul, spiritual healing. Take a look at yourself, the mirror's revealing. If you ain't got it, you ain't got it. The theory is brilliant. Okay, okay, okay. What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to episode. 195 of Electrified. I'm your host, Eric Lyons. Happy Saturday, beautiful people. I hope you guys had a great week. I hope you guys are enjoying your Saturday, or if you haven't started your Saturday yet, I hope you enjoy it. Okay? We got a lot going on today. It's a lot going on. We got Chiefs, Jags, afternoon window. We got the Giants, Eagles at the nightcap. And then uh, also going on tonight, though, WWE Royal Rumble. So WrestleMania season is upon us okay i don't know about y'all but your boy is still very much locked into wwe and um i'm already contemplating how i'm gonna do it i'm thinking maybe Royal rumble on the projector giants eagles on the tv like I think i'm gonna run the two screen game for both of those because i would like to see the giants and eagles game but i have to see the Royal rumble you understand what i'm saying i not sure if i'm going to be able to see the, the uh chiefs and jags game i'm Trying to get out the house today. You know what I mean? Me and my lady, we trying to get out the house. So we'll see about that. But I know for a fact I got to be back in for the Royal Rumble. I, I don't have a choice. Um, It's uh, some basketball tonight. I think some UFC tonight as well. So it's, it's a lot going on tonight. You know what I mean? A lot of action. And, you know, we, we had some action last night. We had some action last night. I just don't think it would be right if we started anywhere else but the shannon sharp versus the grizzlies thing because this is something that i just found so just crazy this was wild it was wild uh lakers grizzlies last night almost ended in a malice at the crib all right so let's get right into that listen the crazy thing about this is this beef between shannon sharp and the memphis grizzlies this is not new this isn't a new beef all right. I think this was his last month around Christmas on Undisputed, <clears throat> like before Christmas on Undisputed. Shannon Sharp was talking about the Grizzlies and and, and how much they talk and how they haven't won anything. Let's run the clip. Let's run the clip. Grizzlies do a lot of talking for his team that's not won anything. Good point. Not just Jaw, all of them. Yep. No, a lot of yapping mm-hmm. and a lot of yakking. what did they win? The last time the uh, uh, the Grizzlies made the Western Conference Finals, Jaw was 13. <laughs> 13. And he's talking like they go to the Western Conference and they go to the NBA Finals every year. True. What you mean you good? You just got the brakes beat off you by the Nuggets. You got a nice, deep team. Mm-hmm, but, bro, if you think it's a, it's a foregone conclusion that y'all going to run through the West, yep. that ain't happening. Mm. Skip, you know what that record is against the West that he's good against? Eight and eight. You need to be worried about yourself. You need to be worried about the Grizzlies. I mean, what he said was not wrong. It wasn't. You think about it. Think about Let's start off with Jabba Ryan. Okay, John Morant comes from a great family, two-parent home, but the boy be acting like he from the like come from the trenches, and they never had nothing. Now, I don't know this man's full story, but I'm just saying, outside looking in, fam, you had a cool life, cool upbringing, like you're good, you're fine, you act like you, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know. Maybe I could be seeing it wrong, but the way he carried himself, I, I don't know, and like it, it, with the stuff that going back and forth with Draymond last uh, on Twitter, right? Talking about you know, pull up on our block or we pull up on y'all. Talking about the Christmas game, getting ready. Fam, this is NBA basketball. We're talking about these are not your actual ops. Like I don't, I don't know. It's like John Morant just <clears throat> he just thinks these. This is the streets, fam. It's, we're playing basketball here. Relax, relax. And that trip was down to the rest of the team. And these guys, the way they carry themselves, they just act like they've done something. Now, the way I was seeing it, I'm like, you know what? Maybe they're just confident in themselves. I think that's it. They're confident. They're excited. They're winning games. Let them do it. You know, let them come out dancing out the tunnel and listening to their music. And, you know, last year they... They had the the, the close series with the Warriors, and this is like if they would have won that series, I think we're having a different conversation about the Grizzlies. But they didn't even come out of that series. Understand what I'm saying? They're young, they're hungry, and they're brash. I, I'm not I'm not mad at that. You know what I mean? Nobody told y'all to be born. I'm not telling you to go out there and just be born. I'm not telling you to. Not have fun and enjoy yourself, I'm not saying that, and i don't I'm not any I'm not a guy who would look at somebody and say, "Oh they need to humble themselves i don't eh, I'm not really that's not where I go with things i don't I don't want nobody should have to censor themselves or humble themselves or anybody be you, but at the end of the day, y'all haven't won anything you won some games regular season games, but that's about it that's about it. That's it. Like y'all talking about talking like y'all a dynasty or talking about where where uh is the hardware? Where's the hardware? Where's the hardware? Right? So then we go into the Lakers Grizzlies side of this thing. Now we know that LeBron had some issues with the Lake with the Grizzlies disrespecting him and we know that, you know, things got chippy with the Grizzlies and we seen the clips of LeBron dunking all over him, and then last night, you know, still a little chippy. I mean, look, it was a part part of the game. I forgot who it was that LeBron that had the uh, block and foul, but he like fell all on that man and like gave him a, a elbow drop and just stared at him, mugged him. They didn't try to help the man up, or he didn't care, no remorse. And then after the game, the only person that I saw LeBron dap up was say anything to was Ja. I don't think LeBron. Genuinely bangs with anybody on the Grizzlies, I don't think he likes the Grizzlies and I don't think they like him And that's fine. I like that energy. That's what we need. We need some of that back in the game because everybody's so damn Friendly these days that I I don't know. I just like do you guys Does anybody is anybody genuine here and I think there is a genuine dislike between LeBron and the Grizzlies Okay, so we got that covered as well Now back to Shannon sharp Shay sharp Okay Last night, I, I don't know if y'all saw the footage. I'm sure you had, but Uncle was standing on business, man. He was standing on business. He was. Like, yeah, I said what I said at my desk, at, the, at my workplace, at my place of business on national TV. I said what I said there. But I'm right here on the sideline, 10, 15, 20 feet from y'all. What? If y'all had a problem with what I said... What? I'm right here. Unk was standing on business, man. He was standing on business. And initially the footage that first came out was with him and John Morant's daddy. We're gonna get to that. But the original video, the thing that kicked it off, was when Shannon Sharp standing on the sideline before halftime and the entire Grizzlies team ran over to him and he was chatting with them. Now let's let's look and read uh with Unc. Had to say, okay. We 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 got to get UNC's side of the story. Let's let's hear what he said. Uh, where's the quote? Where's the quote? This was like right after it happened, right? Hold on, give me one moment, one moment. All right. So Shannon Sharp. This comes from uh, ESPN. Is this guy for ESPN? I don't think. It, yeah, yeah. This comes from NBA reporter for ESPN, Dave Mick. Man, McWho? McNamon. Okay, boom. Tweet says Shannon Sharp spent halftime in the tunnel with security before returning to his seat for the third quarter. He granted ESPN a brief interview explaining what happened with the Grizzlies on his way to his seat. Shannon said they didn't want this smoke, Dave. They do all that talking, all that jockeying, and I and I ain't about that all that jockeying, right? It started with Dylan Brooks. I said he was too small to guard LeBron. He said, F me. I said, F you back. He started to come at me. I said, you don't want these problems. And then John came out of nowhere talking. He definitely didn't want these problems. Then the dad came, and he obviously didn't want no problems. But I wanted anything they had. Don't let these fools fool you now. Yes, sir, ump. Yes, sir. (laughs) Yeah. Standing on business. You hear me. Unc said, hey, Dylan Brooks don't want these problems. John Morant surely don't want these problems. And T, the daddy, obviously ain't want no problems. Unc was standing on business, man. Everybody talking oh, Steven Adams would've did this, Steven Adams would. What what Stephen Steven Adams, uh who who can say that? Who can back that up for me? I ain't never seen Steven Adams knock nobody out. I ain't never seen Steve. Where his his street cred at? Cause he big? And looks scary? Boy, please. Boy, if you don't get. I ain't worried about no damn Steven Adams, man. He wasn't doing up with Unk. Unk Shay Sharp's gonna lay him down. Lay him down at the age of 54, built like Rock Lesnar. Chalk Lesnar. Y'all thought. Y'all really thought they wanna smoke with Big Unk? Then here come T Morant. Fake ass Usher. Come on, man been thinking he the main character since uh the shade room gassed him up now he had all the games thinking he a celebrity with his with his little shades on and all this, and he thought to get up and go over there and try to say something to uncle shay sharp shay sharp said i bet you won't i bet you won't i bet you won't that's what he told him he told him that boy he was gonna break that man in half he was gonna stretch him right down the floor easy work for um then you know cooler heads did prevail thank goodness And then T-Morant went over there and talked to Shea Sharp. They was embracing and hugging, but, you know, T-Morant was shaking like a stripper. Boy was scared. He was still a little shaking up. But I was glad to see that cooler heads did prevail. And at the end of the day, man, just two men, two black men fired up talking a little trash, man. It ain't had to be all that. You know what I mean? It ain't had to be all that. I was glad they both didn't get removed from the game. I'm glad nobody's banned from the crib. Things just got a little tense, a little heated, just like two unks at the cookout. That's all it was, man. That's all it was. That's it, and that's all. It w- it wasn't nothing crazy. Ain't, ain't no need for y'all to be like, oh, Shannon Sharp deserves to be fired. Because you know some of them folk will say that. But ain't no need, man. Ain't no need. All right. You know, and I was glad that the Lakers uh, media did ask LeBron about it, and he had a nice answer in return. Daddy, okay, last question. LeBron Shannon Sharp said that, um, Kind of what spurred that run-in at halftime was him talking to Dylan Brooks, telling him he couldn't guard you. Just wanted to know if you had any uh, words for, for Shannon. No, uh, no. I mean, I ride with Shannon 365 days, 66 on a leap year, 24-7. So that's my guy. So I always got his back. He got mine. So um, he can talk with the best of them, for sure. Which brings me back to LeBron... I don't think he cares about the Grizzlies. He doesn't, and I'm glad that he's riding with Shea Sharp, man. That's good, right? I know that made Shea Sharp smile. You know what I mean? I know it did. I know. I just, I just can't wait. For undisputed on Monday morning, and I'm off Monday. I'm going to be tuned in. Have to see what Unc got to say. I'm going to be there, locked in. I I, I usually don't watch undisputed uh, live on television because I'm at work, but I will be locked in in my office. I might no, no, no. I don't know. I might be watching it in the living room on a big screen because I got to see what Unc going to say, and I got to see what Skip going to say too. I mean, I'm excited. I don't know about y'all, but I'm excited. Okay, it's going to be a good one. I know it is. Um, but yeah, but that was just crazy. I just like when the footage was coming out. I said, "What?" I said, "Are you serious? This really happened?" Wow, wow! And then all in all, it was a great game last night, man. Great game for the Lakers. Uh, without AD again, snapping the uh 11 game win streak of the hot Memphis Grizzlies, who are currently third in the Western Conference. So and LeBron didn't even have his best night, um, score wise, but. Westbrook stepped up, Schroeder stepped up And I, Kendrick Nunn was doing good But then for every good thing Kendrick Nunn did He did something very dumb to follow it I don't know where he was last night But yeah, I don't I don't know what that was about Um, Yeah, I think that was it, man I think that was all I had for the Shea Sharp versus the Grizzlies fiasco last night Now let's go from the basketball court To the grid on Because I want to start off with the Bills and Bengals That's where we're starting For uh, the NFL divisional round weekend Alright This is it man This is the matchup that we Obviously the NFL Wanted to see This is the matchup that Has so many different storylines It's so much to talk about When we talk about this bills Bengals Playoff matchup We have to talk about how we got here. So last year in the playoffs, the Bengals went on this run. Okay, they went on a run. And they they ended up getting to a point where they were, you know, on their way to the AFC Championship game. And everybody wanted to see the Bills and Bengals. I know I did. I thought the Bills and Bengals was going to be a great AMC title game. I, I was ready to see Allen Burrow won. I thought this was gonna be great. I was excited for it. And then the Bills lose to the Chiefs. Bills lose to the Chiefs, so we get the Chiefs and Bengals. Bengals end up beating the Chiefs literally the same way that they beat the Chiefs a couple weeks prior. Okay. That game was uh the Bengals, you know, they the Eli Apple thing came back and that and, and in the third I mean excuse me in the second half only held the Chiefs three points like that was a a game that the Bengals won and then go to the Super Bowl didn't win the Super Bowl but they got there now fast forward to this past season I mean to this season and we know we saw this game on the schedule and was like yo this is gonna be huge and going into that Monday it was big it was a lot on the line and we were all excited for this game. And the game started off with, uh, you know, the the Bengals scoring. Joe Burrow was he like he was going to be humming. But unfortunately, before the first quarter was over, we had the uh, DeMar Hamlin situation happen. And that happened. And from there, the game was then postponed. Then it was suspended. Then it was officially canceled and that changed a lot of things it gave the chiefs automatically gave the chiefs the one seed it really you know hurt the Bengals' chances of getting possibly getting the two seed and killed the bills dream of getting a one seed and turned them into a wild card team didn't get a buy so there was a lot that happened football wise playoff implications to change Right, that was a big game. There's a lot that could have happened if that game was played, and there was a winner to that game. But outside of football, a lot changed, a lot happened. You know, we, we were all praying for DeMar Hamlin's life to continue. We didn't want to see that young man pass away. Nobody did. Nobody did. And when we go back to the first game you know after that incident and we uh um uh, when the Bills had played the um the Patriots when we when we go back to that in that entire Sunday when the league you know was honoring and and sending DeMar Hamlin love before the kickoff and sending love for DeMar Hamlin and his family and happy for his recovery we could have been having a completely different Sunday we could have happened a completely different Sunday And I'm glad we so did not Okay It didn't go the way It didn't go the way that it looked like it could have gone And that's nothing but God God Medicine You know what I mean Because God bless those The medical professionals First responders and then the doctors man Who who helped save that man's life Okay he's doing great He's been walking around the Bill's facility So boom He's good. He's recovering. Talk about that situation itself and with these two teams who were there that night in Cincinnati and all the emotions that they went through together, not just as two separate teams, but as an NFL brotherhood. like They were all there together. They all were part of that decision to cancel that game, to postpone that game. They decided that, yo, we're not going back out here. Didn't matter if you were Bill or Bangle, you were not going to be emotionally or or mentally prepared to go out there and play at the level of intensity that you would have played if that didn't happen. There was just too much going on, too much to think about. Like T. Higgins. Do you think T. Higgins wanted to go back out there? No. No. There's so much going on, and and these two teams are always going to be married in that situation. Like no, we will never forget that happened. We will never forget that. We will always remember the images of each team crying and praying together. We will always remember that. These two coaches, Sean McDermott and Zach Taylor, will always remember that, right? Now. don't like the way the Bengals handled that situation after the fact. We're talking about football now. Now, when it came out about how the Bengals had to beat the Ravens and, you know, with the AFC North, and then if, if they played each other or if the, if the Ravens won and all this, basically, if the doomsday scenario happened for the Bengals and the Ravens and Bengals played each other wild card weekend, it was going to be a coin flip of where the game was going to be at. That didn't happen. All the Bengals had to do was beat the Ravens. Beat the third, fourth string Ravens to get that. The Bengals went into that game that whole week. They're like, oh, we don't like this, blah, blah, blah. Fam, win the game. Why are you crying? Win the game. Beat the Ravens, blew them out. Cool, now you see them again next week. Cool, it's at your crib. Fine. What do you do? You beat the Ravens again. Congratulations. No coin flip. Did a little coin flip coin toss at the Ravens game. Fam, I didn't like that. I don't I don't know if the football guys are gonna shine down and and, and remember. I think the football guys are gonna remember how y'all acted. Honestly. I really do. I, I I don't think that the football guys are gonna forget that. It was ugly. Like, fam, just go win. Why are you crying? So Now, we're finally here. Bengals beat the Ravens. Bills beat the Dolphins. And now we're here for a divisional round matchup that takes place tomorrow in Buffalo. This game is going to be high emotions, I think. Um, The story of Hamlin is going to be prevalent. I don't know if he plans on going to the game, but I think if he's at the game, obviously that stadium is going to go bananas. Um, I think this game is going to be bigger than Joe Burrow and Josh Allen. This is like – this is almost an AFC title game type of feel. Like this is a big fight feel because of all that has happened in these last two to three weeks. And I don't know. I'm excited for it. I mean, but here, here, here's the thing. My my problem or my fear with the Bengals, that offensive line looked very suspect against the Ravens. It, it, it looked very suspect against the Ravens. It, it, I don't know. I don't know. You get, they gave up, what? About what one two, one two half one, two, what, four and a half sacks to the Ravens Sunday night, and then their offense, offense didn't really do much. Joe Burrow only had one touch, only had one touchdown. He had one rushing touchdown. They only had two offensive touchdowns. If it wasn't for the Sam Hubbard ninety-eight yard uh, return. We're not talking about the Bengals right now, I don't think. We're not. We're talking about the Ravens. So, offensively, I'm worried about the Bengals because of that O-line. I don't know if they're going to be able to hold against the Bills. I'm worried about that. I am. Yeah, I am I'm terrified. Defensively, you're not playing the Ravens again. You're not playing – Tyler Huntley, you're, you're playing Josh Allen, Stefan Diggs, Dawson Knox, Isaiah McKenzie, Gabe Davis. We don't know how that matchup would have went on Monday night. Like, yeah, y'all came up, scored first. Bengals on Bills only had three points. We don't know what another Bills drive was going to look like. We don't know what another Josh Allen, we don't know what, what type of energy was going to happen. We don't know what was going to happen. There's too many question marks about that. And that's why this game is so big, because we're here. This is the the game that never was is now being played. But this time, a trip to the AFC title game is on the line. And that's something that I want to talk about when we we get into the Jags-Chiefs game, the AFC title game. Because since before the season started, all anybody has been talking about is a Bills and Chiefs rematch in the playoffs. So the Bills and Chiefs, AFC title game. Bills, Chiefs, this, that. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm afraid I'm, uh, to tell you, I, unfortunately, I don't think that's happening. I don't think it's happening. I don't. I don't think it's happening. I don't think we're going to get a Bills and Chiefs AFC title game. But I don't see it. I don't see it. I don't. I don't. And, honestly, as far as the Bills and Bengals games go, I'm rolling with the Bills. I just don't think they're, they're losing this game. I don't. I don't think they're losing this game. I think that they're going to be – they're going to overpower the Bengals' O-line and they're going to get to Joe Burrow. And I just think that the the energy that's going to be in that stadium, it, it, it's going to be too much for the Bengals, man. I, I think it's going to be too much for the Bengals. Now – I hope it's a good game, but uh, I don't know, man. I'm rolling with the Bills. I'm rolling with the Bills. I'm sorry. I have to roll with the Bills. I think Josh Allen and the Bills will advance to the AFC title game and who they host. Let's find out. I'll tell you right now. I'm going to tell you who they're going to host. Now, the other side of the AFC title game that everybody wants to see uh, the Kansas City Chiefs. And we know the Chiefs have been on a rampage to get back to the Super Bowl. We, we, we know they lost Tyreek Hill. And Pat, Patrick Mahomes has proven again why he is him. And I think he is going to be the MVP of the season. Of this season. I mean, you look at his stats. And it's 5,250 yards, 41 touchdowns, 12 interceptions, 105.2 QBR. And... He's doing this without the guy that you know his star. And I'm grinding. He still does have Travis Kelsey, but he's doing this with guys like Juju Smith and Kadarius Tony, MVS. You know, good good receivers, but none of these guys are like clear number ones. You got me. Like they're not number one, top five, elite talent receivers. But this is what he's, do- what he's doing. He was doing it with, and he's proven again why he is. If I think at this moment in the game, Patrick Mahomes is the best quarterback in football right now. Gotta be. It has to be Pat. I don't I don't think anybody's doing it like him at this moment. And yeah, I, I, I can I can say that. Like I can say Patrick Mahomes is the best quarterback in the NFL right now. Now you flip to the other side. Trevor Lawrence. Trevor Lawrence. Came to the league last year. You know, it's the Urban Meyer season did not have a great year last year. But this year, 4,113 yards, 25 touchdowns, 8 interceptions. Trevor Lawrence has been playing some good football. He has. Much better than he did last year. He's more, He looks more confident. And, and he, he rallies, bro. He does not go away. He doesn't go away. We talked about it uh, earlier this week on how the Jags have came back. A lot. They came back a lot of times this season. Threw in a playoff comeback. This is a team and a quarterback who does not go away. She threw four picks in the first half and still found his way to victory. Okay. These are two different teams. We have the Chiefs who are well-established. Well-established. Been here before. Been here multiple times. Been to two Super Bowls the past few years. One one, lost one. It's Andy Reid, Pat Mahomes, they've been here before. And you go and you flip onto to the other side. It's Doug Peterson, who's also been on, on the underdog side of things, right? Granted, the Eagles were the number one seed the year that the, the Doug Peterson took them to the Super Bowl, but nobody expected Nick Foles and them to win at all, and they did. Now Doug Peterson, young quarterback this time, unproven quarterback. In, in this sense, going up against the, you know, the AFC powerhouse, the, the machine. This is this is the game right here, man. I, I'm excited for this one today. I really am. You look at Trevor Lawrence, 23 years old. Patrick Mahomes, 26. When he won his Super Bowl, he was 24 in some odd uh, months. So, they were. he was around Trevor Lawrence's age, only a year off when he won his first Super Bowl. Now, Trevor Lawrence has an opportunity to beat this man to go to his first AFC title game. Trevor Lawrence, we already know, has not lost on Saturday. He doesn't lose on Saturday. That's just something that Trevor Lawrence does not do. And we all know that, I mean, you can look, man, look at the media. You can look at Sports Talk Radio, listen to that, and and this is what the fans think. Everybody thinks the Chiefs are just going to roll over the Jags and, and go to the AFC title game. And go play the Bills in Atlanta. This really reminds me of the 2017-18 season. The 2018 playoffs. When the Jags um, beat beat the Bills in a wild card game, right? Yeah, they beat the Bills in a wild card game. Then they went to go to Heinz Field. Where at that time, everybody was already... Their mind was on Pittsburgh... New England already. That's where everybody was already at. Everybody thought it was going to be Tom Brady, Ben Roethlisberger, AFC title game. We were. Everybody was already mentally there for the rematch of that regular season game. That's where everybody was at. The Jags, who? Beating who? Not happening. Nobody, nobody picked the Jags to win that game. But the Jags won that game and ruined everybody's plans. Ruined everybody's plans. It's like when you see... The league, they wanted the media, they wanted the fans, they want it. As a player on the Jags team, as a quarterback, as Trevor Lawrence, if you're looking around and you're seeing, bro, they already counting us out. We haven't even played a snap and they already got the Chiefs. The Chiefs already on their way to Atlanta, according to everybody else. You know how much fire that would put onto me like, you know how much the Jags are probably like, bro, nope, they're counting us out? Okay. Watch this. I just think the Jags have a big chip on their shoulder going into this game today. I just, I really do. And then you couple that with the momentum that they have after beating the Jag. I mean, excuse me, beating the Chargers, the way they beat the Chargers on that massive comeback. This team is rolling. This team is hot. They're hot. And and to get hot right now, it's no no better time to be hot. And I just, I'm looking at Trevor Lawrence and the confidence that's exuding off of him. I I mean, he's so confident that he came out and said, yo, I don't care how loud it is in Kansas City. I don't care how loud it is at Arrowhead. How about how loud it was in Duvall last week? Bro, listen to this. Obviously, the environment and the atmosphere we're going to play in is one of, if not the best, in the NFL. I mean, I can't imagine it'll be much louder than our fans were here on Saturday, honestly, but that was when we were on defense, not offense. So we played there earlier in the year, but this is a little bit different. You know, it's a playoff game, divisional round, um, so the stakes are higher, so I expect them to be even crazier. Fan, bro, say, hey, yeah, okay, yeah, it's going to be loud, but, yeah, but uh, it was loud last week. Not really worried about the crowd noise. Not really worried about the crowd noise. Trevor not worried about that, man. Trevor not worried about that. And we had a conversation about home field advantage. I know I've, I've seen both sides. I've said it doesn't matter. I've said maybe it does. But Trevor Lawrence and the Jags can walk into Arrowhead and leave with a W that I don't know, man. We don't. I don't – what is home field advantage at that point? What is it? All right, what is the number one seed? What what does that may, mean anymore? And today, you know, it's it's a different game. We, we look back on the last time these teams saw each other. We're talking about the three and six Jags and the six and two Chiefs. It's two different teams. Two different teams. Pat Mahomes in that game. 26 to 35, 331 yards, 14 touchdowns, 1 interception. Trevor Lawrence, 29 to 40, 259 yards, two touchdowns. Travis Etienne only had 11 carries. That that doesn't happen today. That doesn't happen today. I think we see more Travis uh, Travis Etienne, way more of him. I think he, I think the key to help the Jags win this game is we see Travis Etienne get the ball between 15 and 20 carries. 15 to 20 carries for Travis Etienne. Trevor Lawrence takes care of the ball. Need to see more Evan Ingram. Need to see him. Because he's your body blows. You, if you can get Evan Ingram rolling, that's body blows to a defense. Right? Then You got Christian Kirk, Zay Jones over the top. But Evan Ingram, body blows, key to beat the Chiefs today. Okay? And then defensively, man, do your best to slow Travis Kelsey down. Do your best to force Patrick Mahomes to make mistakes. Because we've seen last year in the playoffs, when, when Patrick Mahomes makes a mistake, it's it's crucial. It can be deadly. Okay. Force a turnover or two. Jags win this game. I'm rolling with the Jaguars today with the upset. I think that they shocked the world today, but they won't shock me. It won't be a shock to me, man. I'm picking the Jags. I really like the Jags in this game. I just, it just, and for it to be the Jaguars again, it just so feels like that 2017 season, bro. It it just does. And it's, it's the polar opposite because their defense was really the catalyst of that team. And now it's like the offense, because they have a real quarterback this time, better coach, but it just feels like, Everybody has already said or already seen the Bills and Chiefs in the title game. That's where everybody, everybody already wants, everybody wants that playoff rematch so bad. Like everybody wants it so bad. It's just like, bro, I, I think the Jags want to spoil that even more. I, I, I really do. I just think that they have been listening to the noise of how the Chiefs are going to beat them and how the Chiefs are going to go play the Bills. And and you can even make that argument for the Bengals. But I, I think that situation is a little different on that side of the bracket than this. But I think, but you can still say it, though. I I just think that the Bengals and Jags are playing for a little bit more than the, the, the Bills and Chiefs are. I just, I do, man. And I'm rolling with the Jags today. I got the Jaguars beating the Chiefs and advancing to the AFC title game next week. That's what I got. That's what I got. Uh, now, let's slow down before we get into the NFC side of the bracket. Uh, I, 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 we we got to talk about Tom Brady, man, because when I talked to you guys on Monday, I, was, uh, I had already said the man was going to beat the Cowboys, and I told you the man was going to beat Brock Purdy. I had Tom Brady going on another Super Bowl run. I could not have been more wrong. Mm, Damn it, Tom. So, the thing about Tom, man, Think about tom it's interesting because i, I have Did i still have three episodes left on mana in the, the arena i was watching it last off season when he retired and then when he announced he was coming back i got pissed off and i didn't finish him like bro you suck can't believe you made me like you you know made me respect you a little more and now you're gonna come back and ruin all that no screw you tom brady never finished episodes never finished them I and they're great great docu- 10 parts great man it really shows how much of a leader this guy really is like he fires you up bro he, he really does like younger Tom even late you know older Tom he fires you up like it don't matter who you are bro he makes you believe yeah I can do this it's yes and he's so meticulous about his preparation and he, he he's a guy bro he's the guy Like, it may not be the flashiest, you know, snow sidearms or anything like that, bro. He's putting the ball where it needs to be. He's throwing touchdowns. Tom Brady, bro. Tom Brady. And watching the documentary, especially when he gets into his, like, 30s, early, even early 30s. And guys like Max Kellerman, we're talking about the cliff. Oh, he's going to fall off this cliff. He's going to fall off that cliff. I mean, you, you... that one, I forgot what season it was when they got blown out on Monday night or Thursday night against the Chiefs. And then everybody just wrote time off. And what did he do? Won the Super Bowl. Like, nobody learned. Like, they didn't learn to stop saying that. Every time they would doubt him, he came back and showed them why you shouldn't do that, no matter how old he is. And he's proven time again, time and time again, time doesn't matter. I mean, you look at what happened when he first went to. Uh, The Bucks and then boom He wins a Super Bowl First season with him And I thought he should have been done right there It reminds me of When The Undertaker I know it's WWE scripted It's different but hear me out When The Undertaker still had his undefeated streak At Wrestlemania He had a match um, That completed this four part Just legendary Wrestlemania run started at WrestleMania 25 with Shawn Michaels, then the rematch at 26. Then he has the No Holds Barred match against Triple H at 27. And then they finish it, the story, at WrestleMania 28 in a Hell in a Cell match with Shawn Michaels, the special guest referee. And Undertaker wins the match, and they walk out together, and it was beautiful, and they were hugging. And it just looked, the end of an era is what they called it. After that match, I'm thinking, bro, Taker's done. There's no way he comes back. He does. He, he go to beat uh, CM Punk at WrestleMania 29. But then he loses, and his streak is ended at WrestleMania 30 to Brock Lesnar. And then not only does he lose to Brock Lesnar at WrestleMania, he then loses to Roman Reigns at WrestleMania as well. Like, we've seen him lose at WrestleMania two times now, right? I don't think he... I don't think he lost again. Hold on. Let me make sure, bro. Let me make sure I'm not tripping. I think Undertaker, let me see. Undertaker WrestleMania record is 23 and 2. 25 and 2. I'm sorry. 25 and 2. When it should have just been done at at what? 20 and 0? 19 and 0. That was the year. Yeah, 19-0, but no. No, I can't count. 20-0. Should have been done at 20-0, okay? Point I'm making here is Undertaker should have got out wow. you know, legacy, legacy. Think about your legacy, bro. Get out. Go out on top. Then what happens with Undertaker, Triple H, Shawn Michaels, they do this thing in Dubai. Uh, not Dubai, um, in Saudi Arabia, and they have a two-on-two match. It's... DX versus the Brothers of Destruction. They all look so old and so ugly and so nasty. It was a horrendous match. That's the last thing that people think about when they think about their rivalry, unfortunately. That's the most recent thing they remember. Well, the most recent thing I think about when I think about Tom Brady is him looking old, slow, and tired against the Cowboys on a Monday night wild card game. Tom Brady had the opportunity to show that, okay, not only can I win without Bill Belichick, not only can I win in the NFC, when y'all said time and time again, oh, AFC East, especially the East, so easy, and this and that. I go to the NFC South, which at the time had Drew Brees. Got him out of there in a playoff match. Beat Aaron Rodgers Then I beat the youngin Pat Mahomes in the Super Bowl What more do you say Right there That's seven rings And and, and an impressive run At that With a new team A new system Called me Sis Tom What'd I do? Proves y'all wrong again at my big age Okay Now you come back after that Cool Okay, you still got some juice left. Whatever time, you come back, you beat. You know, you you make it back to the playoffs again, but you lose to Matt Stafford and the Rams. Then you go this off season, this past off season, you retire. Then you come back. You come back, and now you you lose your family throughout the season. You lose your, your marriage, and this is all publicly displayed. You look slow. You look tired. You, you look like you haven't been sleeping, but somehow you're still top five in passing yards, but it's just not the same. It's not the same in 45. It's not the same. And I'm not saying that this is really – putting a damper on tom's legacy because you can't take away what he's done but think about it bro if tom brady retires after the 2020 season after you got his ring it's like you call you can't make a better career than that you can't 43 year old man just won a super bowl his first year with this team beat some of the best to do it some of the guys be guys who have been trying to get back to that peak in that same conference for years. he did it his first run. you don't it doesn't get any better than that, but you had to come back for more, Tom. you had to come back for more. and what did that get you? nothing nothing. It got you nothing. In fact I'm watching him Monday night and it's like bro, he had more balls thrown in the dirt than he had touchdown passes. That red zone interception he threw, which is like, what are you looking at out there? The Dallas pressure was in his face. That's how you know times are changing because everybody knows you got to get time off a spot. You get pressure back there. But sending, I mean, they were sending heat at him every play because he was not fast enough to get the ball off. He couldn't get the ball off to it. A receiver, yeah, the dirt was wide open, so yeah, I'm going to hit the dirt. He can't move in the pocket anymore. He was never really a mobile guy, but he could work the pocket. He can't work the pocket anymore. Yeah, he had a nice deep ball to Julio. I don't know. The arm strength may be there, but the accuracy lateral movement it ain't there no more man tom you turn 46 in august 46. what do you have left to play for your boys are getting older at this point they're like yo dad i'm sure they need their dad more than the dad you've been giving them i don't know your family dynamic but i think that at your big age you should be a dad now, Tom. Go be a, Don't be a father, bro. I'm not saying you're a bad dad. I'm not trying to call you out. I'm just saying at your big age, as much as you've given this game and as much as it has returned to you, you have nothing left to prove to me, the media, your peers, anybody. Tom, you've done it all. You've done it all. There's nothing left for us to say. There's nothing for us to, for you to do. You have seven rings. Go home. Go home. And if you listen to his press conference, I can't. I can't tell if he's saying goodbye to the game or saying goodbye to the Bucks. So let's take a listen. Are your emotions any different than? the end of another season, at the end of last season? How does that sort of comparative. to the feeling usually would be? Yeah, it just feels like the end of the season. So uh, I just want to say thank you guys for everything this year. I really appreciate all your effort. And I know it's hard for you guys, too. It's hard for us players to make it through. And you guys got a tough job. And I appreciate all that you guys do to cover us and everyone who watches and is a big fan of the sport. We're very grateful for everyone's support. And, um, you know, hopefully, um, you know, I love this organization. It's a great place to be. And Thank you, everybody, for welcoming me. Uh, all you regulars, and um, just very grateful for the respect, and and I uh, hope I gave the same thing back to you guys. So thank you very much. Appreciate it. To me, it sounds like he's saying goodbye to the Bucks. He's a free agent this off season. I think that Tom, unfortunately, I think he still wants to play. But my thing is, how do you sell? Tom Brady, outside of his name and what he's accomplished, well, what has Tom done for me lately? Lately would be this past Monday night. You, you can't convince me. You can't. You cannot convince me that you want Tom Brady at forty-six years old on your team. You can't. There's, there's, there, there's no, there's nothing. The way the game is now, there's nothing that you can say to make me say, "Yeah, I, I, give me Tom Brady." And he threw the ball sixty-six times Monday night. Tom too old would to be throwing for sixty-six yards, but that's what you do when you get down big. That's what that's what happens. You don't have a choice. Two touchdowns, one interception, thirty-five of sixty-six, right? Three hundred fifty yards. But, Tom, bro, it's over. And then, then, I'm talking about Vegas. Imagine Devontae Adams. Yeah, listen here, uh, Tay. You're going to go from Aunt Rogers to, you know, you want your best friend. All right, cool. Your best friend's leaving now. Who are we going to bring in for you, Tay? Not a young guy. No, no, no. We're going to bring you old-ass Tom Brady. Old-ass Tom Brady. Fam, are you serious? Now, I am i don't know. Because if they can keep Jacobs, and if, if Tom just becomes a, a manager of the game, and he hands the ball off to Josh Jacobs 25 times, they run him in the ground, maybe the Raiders can be able to do something with old Tom. But I want to say the same thing I said. About Aaron Rodgers going to the Broncos. Do you think. Tom Brady. I don't know. These are two different people. But I'm, I'm just talking about age wise. And, and style of play. At Tom Brady's. Massive Jurassic age. Do you think. He wants to go to a division. With Justin Herbert. Patrick Mahomes. And have to see them two times a year. And, and, and sling it out with him with them no no he d- no fam Tom's best option is to go home it's over I I, I I don't want to put this on on wax and then it comes to be it's not and he ends up somehow winning a Super Bowl next year but I'm telling you now Tom it's over you're done. You're cooked You're not that guy anymore I know you probably still have that fire The will to win But it is over Tom It's over go home Damn Y'all think I was a little rough on time I don't think so man I, I don't think I was rough on time I think I was honest with him right? I, I think when he hears this He'll understand where I'm coming from <laughs> He'll understand where I'm coming from right I think he will um listen man it's saturday I, I think that's all i got for you guys i don't i don't really you know what i mean? I don't know uh i guess i'll do a, a couple picks i will say once again i got the giants tonight i got the jags today i got the bills tomorrow oh and i got the 49ers tomorrow too i think the cowboys are cooked i think they're done i don't think they beat the 49ers um i think we're looking at a 49ers giants nfc title game and i think we're looking at a jags bills nfc title game uh, best case scenario to me would be a Bills uh, Bills 49ers Super Bowl. I think that would be a good one. But let's take our time. Let's go week by week. But, yeah, I, I, those are my picks. So Jags, Bills, 49ers, Giants. Those are my picks for the divisional round weekend. Um, that's all I got for you guys tonight, man. Enjoy the games today. Enjoy your weekend. Uh, i'll be back on tuesday you guys will hear from me on tuesday for episode 196 the countdown to episode 200 is in full effect we are almost there um thank you guys for listening once again uh, i'm eric lyons and for the 195th time you have just been electrified